let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the MVP Fantasy Football and Sports Podcast. My name is Tyler Johnson. With me, as always, the wide receiver expert, Ryan Elke. Uh, we just got done doing our uh, Saturday and Sunday drafts, uh, the biggest draft weekend. I know that Ryan has one tonight. And uh, you're kind of all over the board, Ryan, when it comes to the type of drafts and the type of leagues that you're doing. Uh, just kind of fill me in exactly. Uh, you were telling me about a 14-man league and a touchdown-only league. Uh, what are all the leagues that you're in right now? Um, I have upped it to 10 leagues I'm in. Um, all of them, all, Nine of them are PPR. One of them is half-point PPR. Uh, I'm in a handful of 10s, a couple 12s, a 14 uh that's that's all it ranges to and a touchdown only league that's t- uh 12 players a touchdown only league is the one where i'm chasing the title i've never won it yet it's it's just really tough and this is my 12th year in it it's just all luck though it, it the guys that ran it the guy that runs it was the guy that was running fantasy football since like the late 80s so he's <laughs> yeah. an older guy yeah and they they used to do touchdowns only because they had to look in the newspaper and look for stats. And that was the easiest way was just to look at touchdowns. So that's, they just continued that and they have never adapted to the new age. <laughs> that's so, crazy. <laughs> I and rolled up in my Fred Flintstone car just to try to get along with them. <laughs> goodness gracious. And you, and like we tell people, you got to know that touchdowns are just, you cannot consistently, there's only a few guys where you can consistently give them touchdowns, but you're really just going for the team and you have to kind of build around the quarterback and the uh, type of offense that you're drafting and just hope that they're throwing it to your guy. I mean, touchdowns yep. are kind of all and over like the place. Extra stat in that league, obviously kickers are important because they are in there. It's three for a field goal, and anything over 50 is six, and touchdowns double as well. So quarterbacks still get four, but if they throw a 50-yard, a 50-plus-yard touchdown, it's eight, and uh, players, it's six. If they get a 50-yard or 50-plus-yard touchdown, it's 12. So um, I'm gonna read you my team. I just want to know your opinion, honestly. Is this touchdown only? Yeah, touchdown only. Okay. All right, Baker Mayfield. Carryon Johnson was there in the fourth when I picked, so I took him. I know he's not gonna run for like 12 touchdowns or anything, but he's gonna break off them 50 plus yarders. So I feel like he stays in my lineup. Uh, I have Latavius Murray. I feel like you can count on six to high end 12 maybe this year. So I stayed safe at RB. Now my receivers is where. I've been hurting every year. I've always taken running backs in this league because I thought that's the way to go for touchdown only, but I went the opposite way this time. And I feel like I got a nice trio. No, again, no flex in this league. They don't believe in flex. And honestly, th- two years ago, they finally opened the waiver wire. We did a supplemental draft every four weeks where we had to go to their house and, and do another draft every four weeks <laughs> for free agents. That's just different. Yeah. It's different. It's it, I actually like it, but it was hard to get everyone together, so they just opened up the waiver wire. All right, so my wide receivers are Devonta Adams, Odell Beckham, and Mike Evans. Like I feel that is should be double digits for every player. Those are some big boy touchdown. Uh, touchdown. That's where I'm kind of going with. And the Baker Odell combo. I mean, if they score, say he throws a 50 yard touchdown to Beckham, that's 20 points right there between the three, between the two of them. Yeah, but then you're going to go up against play. a guy that has Derrick Henry, and you can't even win that. Can that? Can't even uh, yeah, win that. Henry, Henry went second round because the <laughs> dude that won the championship had Henry on his team, so he took him again. I oh. guess he owed him it. So it was, that's true. It was really a respect. It. it was a respect. Yeah, thing. that's that's kind of what it was. Money. Um, Evan Ingram at my tight end position. Yeah, I, you got him maybe messed there. up there. I probably should have took Hunter Henry because I think it would be more touchdowns for Hunter Henry. But yeah. I wanted the possible upside. I have big hope. Big um. Big hope for uh, Evan Ingram this year. Kind of, I'm grabbing him in all the leagues I can. And, and then I, my bench has upside too. Go ahead, Tyler. What were you gonna say? Well, and I was gonna say, um, I was gonna move on to kind of the uh, other league we used to do was the 16 man league. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of gonna miss that league this year. I thought it was a lot of fun, but we replaced it with the dynasty. So yeah, that's it, what it was. 16 man is kind of like a dynasty already because you're building your uh, pretty deep bench, and uh, we kind of dropped that 16 man league and went right into the dynasty. So. I retired I on top a, in the 16, Tyler. I went undefeated. I had to just knock. I knew that wasn't happening again. So. <laughs> your, well, your team was just absolutely absurd. Oh, stacked. I had a you pretty had good people draft to, in that one. Yeah, with 16 like people, you have enough people trades. to trade with. <laughs> hey, I made three trades count. That's what happened. <laughs> um, so my bench, though, and touchdown only. I, judge my bench. I mean, some of these guys aren't touchdown guys, but I got great value in them. So Miles Sanders. Kenny Galladay, Darwin Thompson, Lamar Jackson, Kenyon Drake, Dee Dee Westbrook, Matt Breida, Dallas Goddard, Marquise Brown. I mean, it, 
you're probably going to be dropping Marquise Brown, but I'm kind of hoping Marquise Brown was like my final wide receiver pick because you cap out on, you can only hold six receivers. You can only hold six running backs. It's like for a certain position. It's only a See, that number. league has just had so many different rules. So many rules. Dollars. Yes. And also every trade that you make per player, $5 each go to the pot. And also adding and dropping players is a dollar, which I don't, I don't agree on it. Like I said, this is a, snow, a stone age league, so it's like, well, if you think of I it have that to way, switch my whole mindset to old school, man. If you think of it that way, looking at our Yahoo league at the end of the year, there's like hundred plus transactions per team. I mean, we're we're just super active when it comes to uh, being on the waiver wire and picking I, and dropping players. I feel like you have to though. Yeah, that, like like I said, the draft. You you do you do the draft and then. Going back to like championship teams a couple years ago, I had one player I think on that championship team that I drafted. The rest I made with waivers, waivers and trades, and that's like the new age style. Yeah. So this this touchdown only league is a whole new monster to tackle, and I <laughs> I don't I can't figure it out. I think this year I might have a good chance just because of those receivers. Hopefully I'll go double digit. Then the combo of Baker and Odell, I'm just hoping it carries me to the top. Obviously, it's high expectations, but I figured I might as well give it a shot. And we'll have to uh, keep you, po- or you'll have to keep us posted on how that league is going. And we'll we'll be covering all of our leagues. I, I like to uh, um, let the fans know, let anyone out there know who's listening how our leagues are going. I think it's a big thing when you talk to like these guys. You're listening to their podcasts. I always wonder. Like we listen to fantasy footballers and the fantasy pros. I always wonder. I want updates on how their leagues are going. I mean, sometimes we'll we'll tell you if we're losing or if we're losing games or what moves we're making. I think it's good to hear what the the analysts and the people that are doing the research, what their uh, mindset is and how their draft or uh, how their leagues and seasons are going. So we're gonna just keep everyone posted. I know that we're gonna talk about our draft coming up here. Along with the news, there's some huge, and I, I know everyone knows what we're talking about. There's a, a running back and a quarterback, huge news that is uh, coming up that we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll touch on uh, stats and just how they did during the season. And also, I just wanted to talk a little bit. We did the uh, live stream yesterday on Saturday night. Uh, it's set up. Um, there wasn't sound in the beginning, a little bit of a hiccup, but really, ultimately, it turned out great. And uh, I'm just looking at how I can uh, make the picture a little bit clearer when it comes to the uh, screen on the left. So we have the screen on the left, the live stream uh, video of the guys that are in our league on the right, and uh, just uh, went pick by pick through the sleeper. So make sure you go into the show notes. Uh, you click on it. It was on my Twitch, which is going to be Bowties, B-O-W-T-Y-Z, and the actual video is there. So I'm going to try to find a way to download that video and put it up on YouTube and uh, just give somebody give you something to look at um, see how a live draft goes, and we just had a ton of fun. I mean, I had a blast doing that. It was live. awesome. So, Next year, though, I think we're gonna get another camera, a couple couple cameras. We'll use both of our webcams or something else. Maybe I'll set it up in my garage. There's a lot more room, and I think we'll be able to get better views on it all. And it'll probably even go. It'll probably go pretty smooth. So next year, I think that'll be the plan. Yeah, we're hoping for a larger turnout when it comes to uh, people watching and people listening to us. We're gonna be doing this all season long, no matter how many people are out there listening. And uh, it's only going to make us better when it comes to podcasting. And we already know that we're really good at fantasy. And we want to make sure that people understand that we've been playing this a long time. We're, we're finally jumping into this podcasting and talking about it. And it just every week, like we were talking about before this podcast, it, it really gets you uh, excited for the games coming up when you get to talk to it, especially with your best friend. And you're talking about fantasy football. You're talking about who you think is going to be good. You disagree on some people. You agree on others. It's just a great time. And I hope there's people out there that want to listen to kind of our excitement for it along with yours. And then we're just going to give you great advice. So uh, sure, man, the best thing that could happen is getting getting a nice crowd to be interactive with. But even if it doesn't happen, dude, just just like getting away from the real world and podcasting and talking about sports is just a getaway, man. You know what I mean? It just relieves stress and it's good for the soul, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's low key what it is. So if you're listening to us just to get away from the real world, this is a great spot. This is just a great spot. So, <laughs> so let's let, <laughs> let's jump into the news. This is a great time. So you got any advice for me? Just I mean generally. We're we're at an all time high here. 
to just talk about an, a really great thing in the news, and that's Andrew Luck is retiring, which is not great news. That's horrible, man. Your sixth round pick in Dynasty. It's honestly the biggest news in football, fantasy football, in I, I, I mean, can't remember the last time something like this has happened. The guy's this sitting is, on the sideline uh, wow. at the game, and then news, uh, who was it, Adam Schefter? Yeah, I think so. He leaked it. Leaked that he was retiring, and then you, if you see the video or haven't seen it yet, it's pretty sad watching all the Colts fans booing as he goes off the field. And, I mean, the guy has just been beat and rung up by his offensive line. That offense is not well, – that, that, They finally that, got a good offensive line, dude, and he decided to hang it up. But I, he has had a crazy list of injuries since he's came into the league, so I understand it. Like, And for the fans to boo him, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, if Aaron yeah. Rodgers – or Matt Stafford retired right now. It's like whatever. Same with Calvin Johnson, dude. I wasn't. E- I wasn't even mad. I literally yeah. was like, I was like, that's. I understand. Like, do your thing, man. He left. Yeah, Calvin was fifty 30. plus million on the table. He's thirty years old. Luck was twenty nine. He, he couldn't. F- yeah, man. He couldn't feel. He couldn't feel a couple of his fingers. He said his ankle would uh like bulge up on the daily. Is he just didn't want to know what would happen when he got older? So he left that much money on the table and walked away from the game. How can you fault somebody for that? That's that's sickening. And then yeah. to hear the booze and then hear Andrew Luck's press conference, dude wanted a freaking cry, I felt like. And he was like, I wouldn't I, or he said something about I'd be lying if I said I didn't hear the booze. And then he kind of put his head down or whatever. And it's like, dude. Hey. Like he's human, man. Oh, but he makes oh, but he got oh, it must be nice to make $75 million and retire at age 30 and blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut up, dude. I, yeah, it's you- just so arrogant. And when your body's hurting, and I mean, I can understand being disappointed because he is a top five quarterback when he's playing, and it's just like how Aaron Rodgers is uh, when he was in his prime. Let's say he quit from then. Of course, it's gonna be like, well, that's kind of a bummer because we really don't sure. have a backup. But it's also another thing to understand that he gave you great football when he played. You gotta understand that it's sports. It's sports. That's the thing. It's not. That's not real life stuff, dude. He's first of all, Andrew Luck is going through all this stuff where he's getting destroyed year after year. He just had a baby. His, you know what I'm saying? He's going to run off to, into the sunset with his wife and his brand new kid, and he's going to be able to raise his child and spend all his time with them. You know what? Yeah, all After that money that he's and stuff he, like that, it's like, I get it, dude. Especially I mean, being hurt like that. You want to be there for your kid, for one. He's got all the money in the world. He never has, he never has to work again. I, I don't know. I don't fault him at all. I see it. like as Yes, it's it sucks, but for him, it I, well, he made the right choice. And and let's take a let's take this time to look back at his uh his six years in the league, and just look at the good that he's done for your team. I mean, he's like a Peyton Manning. I mean, he hasn't he didn't go the distance, obviously, but he is that type of person when it came to when he played. I mean, the team didn't have less than ten wins a season when he was playing and healthy. I mean, you had uh when he first got in the league, twenty three years old, they go eleven and five. Uh, played sixteen. Uh, all 16 games, 2013, 11 and five played all 16 games, 2014, 11 and five played all 16 games. I mean, teams would be lucky to have that. Then he gets hurt when he turns 26, 27 was kind of his comeback. He went eight and seven and played 15. And then all of a sudden last year, he goes back to that 10 and six plays 16 and he's got 39 touchdowns last year and 40 in 2014. And it's just a guy that you need to respect. I mean, you watch the videos of uh, how nice he is on the field and off the field. There's no problem with him. It's just the injuries caught up to, I mean, his young body to be 29. Of course you have that money, but also think of if you're 29 and you're hurting every day you get up. So I just looked up something, Tyler. I want to tell you his list of injuries. Okay. You you tell me if, (laughs) if you understand or you don't understand this one. All right. Torn cartilage in two ribs, partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney that left him peeing blood, at least one concussion, a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder, and a mysterious calf ankle issue that led to this. Like, what? That is insane. That's a mummy. That's a mummy body right there. I get it. (laughs) Like, that right there. Anyone reads that, like, okay. (laughs) I understand. All right, well, Andrew Luck, great quarterback. We already adjusted adjusted the rankings. If you want to see it, uh, go go south into our uh, show notes. Uh, I'm going to post it there every time. We're just keeping it up to date as things happen. And talking about keeping it up to date, uh, we don't freak sure... out on all the players though. I wanted to mention that though, dude, like T.Y. Hilton. Yes. He's not going to have that wide receiver one 
like potential, maybe a couple weeks he'll be in there. I just feel he he'll settle as like a high three to mid two and have them games. Yeah, let's talk about the team a little bit. But Marlon Mack still like he's not going to be that potential elite running back anymore, which could have happened. It might have been his breakout year. I don't see it happening anymore. But he's still serviceable. RB two more than likely. I mean, we were already low on Eric Ebron, but this only drops him a lot drops lower. Him yeah, I feel it. Uh, Brissett I, is good, though. I, I, Brissett's going to be a decent quarterback. Maybe yeah. not fantasy relevant, but the guy can lead a team. And like, you got to like, remember, didn't he, didn't he play in Indianapolis in his second year, though? Pretty sure it was his second year. Because his rookie year, yeah, he was on the Patriots' his rookie year. And then he got traded. And then he played that whole year, his, his second year. So now this is his fourth year. He's going to be better. I mean, he, he played behind Tom Brady, Andrew Luck, so he should yeah. be better. In 2017, he went 4-11, uh, and 11, played uh, f- started 15 out of the 16 games. Uh, he had uh, 3,000 um, throwing yards, 13 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. I th- okay. I, th- I, think he, uh, I think he is due he, for a better, a better season. And, I mean, especially if he's like, okay, now I'm the number one. They're going to throw him in there. And uh, he's going to use these weapons. Now he's prepared. And they have weapons. Paris Campbell, Ebron, Doyle. They got Mo Cox at tight end. Dude's like Uh, (laughs) 6'8". T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines. They have weapons. A good old line. Yeah. And I could see him as almost a... uh, They're not a Super Bowl team, but they're still going to be not terrible, I don't think. Who would you uh, who would you compare him to? I, I think I would compare him to almost a uh, a cheap man Dak Prescott, almost a. Uh, All right, poor man's Prescott, sure. Yeah, something he, like he's, that. He's like he's a game manager. Maybe like a Mariota right now, and then Upgraded see if he gets better. Mariota. He's probably better than Mariota, honestly. It's crazy, <laughs> but I think he's better than Mariota. So just like talking about these other quarterbacks and and kind of where you want to place him, you gotta as a Colts fan understand that you don't have the worst. It's not like a. Um, Geez, I'm trying to throw out like a, a backup from a quarterback. If they went down, it's like see you later. The season's over. I mean, what was that like? San Francisco last year, so yeah, it was uh, the Bengals. The Bengals last year. Yeah, I mean you you lose you lose a guy like the Dalton, who's not even the greatest, like a uh, luck, and your backup's even worse than. Dude, most of the times, if a starter goes down, the season's over anyway. Yeah. Honestly, like your championship aspirations are gone unless you got Nick Foles behind you. I can see the Colts as like an even team right now mm-hmm. so eight and eight you never know keep, keep building uh let's see here next guy on the list lamar miller going down um torn acl and look at that you just got duke johnson out of the whim we're gonna throw them both together duke johnson and lamar miller uh so miller done everyone drop them nobody needs them anymore That's, uh, torn acl torn mcl bad news yeah it, we're talking about the lamar miller who's been a workhorse uh Oh my goodness! Pretty much the last two years, he's had two thirty-eight or two ten last year, two thirty-eight the year before, two sixty-eight the year before that. I mean, he was close to a thousand last year, and then he was a thousand in twenty sixteen. Uh, he really, really hurt people though when it came to touchdowns. I mean, football player, he's good. Fantasy player, not so much. But as a no. football player, he's a good. He's a good running back, decent running back. So then Duke Johnson now is getting thrown right into the uh, right into the fire. If uh, Duke Johnson gets that week one start and they don't have anybody behind him, I mean, where do you rank Duke Johnson as the bell cow for Houston? Where would you put okay. him? So if he if if that happens, they don't bring in outside help. I think he's safe to be drafted in PPR leagues in like the sixth he, round. I think I, I was gonna say yeah, like he could five be pushed all into five. In twelve man leagues, five, ten man leagues, maybe. Yeah, dude, yes, that that's fine. But I don't think. I don't think he is going to be the bell cow. I think they get some outside help, whether it's Kenneth Dixon from the Ravens, Carlos Hyde from the Chiefs. Uh, you never know. Maybe they even trade for, like, Shady. I know the Bills are saying that they want to keep him, but Shady will be gone by the deadline, then Devin Singletary will have some value. Okay. But it's just something like that. I, either way, they're going to bring someone in. I mean, there is rumors that they like uh, Crockett, which is kind of like a bruiser. So that combo might work. But it, then again, it, how good is Duke going to be? They don't even pass to the running backs. Well, maybe he, it's because they haven't had a good pass catcher, but still, I, I, that kind of scares me. Yeah, Watson has, doesn't have much uh, uh, when it comes to throwing to the yeah. running back. And you're talking about Duke Johnson, who has only had more than 100 rushing uh, attempts 
once, and that was his rookie season in 2015. Other than that, it's been 73, 82, and 40. And then he really excelled in the receiving game, which we have yet to see from Houston. So, I mean, obviously they, uh, they're throwing the ball over there, but not to their running back. And you're talking about targets at 74, 74, 93, and 62. Uh, that's beautiful when it comes to a running back. So if he gets that type of work, and then let's bump those rushing uh, attempts sky high. Uh, you're talking about a, what would you say, even a top 15 running back if he's throughout the season. So I would I would definitely, if he's the lead um, the lead dog there, would be seeing him go in probably the early six like you were talking about next to those uh, rookies like David Montgomery and uh, and you got uh, Josh Jacobs right in there. So that's where I would put him. Uh, last but not least, I wanted to jump over to Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen is fully expected to play week one. We know that he had kind of that stinger, which was suspected that he might not play week one, which was scary coming from uh, Keenan Allen. Everyone's scared of his, in, uh, air quotes, uh, injury risk. But it doesn't help when the number one wide receiver is having a little bit of pain and they're thinking that he might not play week one. Uh, what do you think, though? I definitely hurt his uh, drafting stock when it came to our draft well, actually, not even our well, draft. Keenan People Allen went mid to third. He was uh, mid third, right? Yeah, third. mid third round, which is fine. I, even I mean, if he fell to me in the late third, I would have, t- I would have, I would have took him. But he's still, he's still scary for me. I, I didn't think he would miss week one. It's just already having an ankle injury, a knee injury, and whatever else he's dealing with. So that's a little too early. It's too early for me. And I had him last year. Like I said, he gave me a goose egg in a playoff game. Uh, I was luck. I was lucky enough to still win. And then I started him again in the championship, and he gave me another bad performance. Well, I was going to put Anderson in, but I still won. Luckily, again, I won that, but he almost screwed me a little bit. So I kind of have some <laughs> – I had a bad taste in my mouth. But um, <laughs> to rely on him as your wide receiver one with all them injury concerns is kind of scary. That, that's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, and, and that's why I think it's good to jump up before him and grab yourself a wide receiver one because – it drops off a little bit after Keenan Allen. I think that's like the drop off point for me. Yep. Me too. All right. And, um, last but not least, uh, Redskins coach Jay Gruden is saying that case Keenum is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, so we're not going to see a rookie started, uh, in a Redskins uniform this year. I don't uh, think, I think you see it this year. I just don't know when. Okay. I, I mean, he, I'm saying that he'll he'll end up losing it, but you won't see him start the season. Oh, and right. Case Keenum at the helm, it, it makes me scared for all Redskins. I mean, the only for thing sure. that I... That's, yeah, it's going to be rough, dude. The only <laughs> thing is, like, I had high hopes for Terry McLaren, the dude that was actually teammates with Haskins, and now he kind of... I don't know if he's going to be relevant. Who's going to be relevant there? Jordan Reed? I mean, I I'm for five games? Whenever you got oh. Keenum in there, he's just going to dump it off to the running back or the quick slants, but he doesn't have the weapons he had in, in Minnesota. So we'll, we'll see how he is. I mean, last year he played with Sanders and Sutton and stuff like that. And he had a couple decent games, but he wasn't even, I don't know. I don't, it's going to be a bad year for Washington, Man, really just, bad year. What a bummer. And, and Washington, if Geis is healthy, I think they, I think guys, what, what, how does Chris Thompson play out? What's your thoughts on that? Let's go to that right now. Well, and I think it's weird because I've been a big Chris Thompson truther for the last few years, and he's been—he's uh, the definition of injury prone when it comes yeah, to uh, running back. True. But I—I I really liked him, and he's had a lot of boom games when it comes to uh, PPR. I—I I don't know. I don't see him. He—he's off the radar for a lot of drafts and a lot of mock drafts. I don't even see him getting drafted anymore. Mm-hmm. And he used to be kind of that mid-round, right around Duke Johnson when he was relevant for uh, receiving, and. Now you're kind of thinking of it with Case Keenum. Obviously, I don't. If there was a better quarterback there, Chris Thompson's always one of those guys that you can look at. And if a running back goes down and you're in the kind of hurting for running back, you can plug him in and he'll yeah, get a few you can receptions. Yeah, find him on the waiver wire and throw him in your flex or something. So, and it'll <laughs> be interesting. Six points. I'm very interested on Darius Geis. I I want to see what he can do, and I want to see him starting in the NFL uh, in an NFL game that matters. Old man AP ain't letting it happen. He's not. He's not. <laughs> He's, He's going to be stiff-arming his own teammate at this point. 
Isn't he already there for another two years anyway? So Yep, two years. This year and next Goodness, year. Next dude, year is not certain. But this year I think AP will outcarry Guy. I don't know, man. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a good one to watch. That's something to keep an eye on, especially if you're a Geist owner. I mean you have him in Dynasty, so you'll be paying attention. Yeah, yeah, and I'll keep you guys posted as I keep Geist on my bench while I drafted him in like the fourth or fifth round. Uh and then also I wanted to talk about uh there was one more thing that was popping up and I got to remember it here. Maybe I can't. Okay. We'll just jump right into our Saturday draft, our live draft, how it went. There wasn't anything too out of the ordinary or crazy where it makes you scratch your head until you get to around like the round six, five, six, when uh, wide receivers and running backs are going a lot sooner than they should. But I mean, to me, I didn't really see anything that was uh, too obscene when it came to our draft, anything that can, that pops up in your head, Ryan, that, uh, looking at it right now, I'm trying to see, I mean, Aaron Rodgers went third overall in the second round. Oh, Our quarterbacks okay. are six points per passing touchdown. That's new to this year. And, um, per 20 yards is one point as well. So quarterbacks do get a little bit of a boost. Uh, this guy is a huge Packer fan and yeah. loves Aaron Rodgers. So I saw it coming. Patty Mahomes went first pick in the third round, which I really thought he was going to go in the second round in this league. And uh, Kelsey um, going else? fourth in the second round. I mean, that's yeah. kind of standard. Hey, everything else looked pretty normal. James Conner fell in the late second. Yeah, uh, Nick Chubb fell to the mid early early to mid third round, though. That's, yeah. I think that was the biggest thing that happened. The fourth pick in the third round when I drafted. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. The uh, second pick in the third round he was picked. And then he was, yep. and then later on, I traded. Uh, I picked the fourth pick, which was Antonio Brown, and I ended up trading Antonio Brown for Nick Chubb later on in the draft. the draft. Yeah. And then the guy in between us wanted Chubb, and I recently, just recently, traded Nick Chubb and some for Connor and Gordon. So, uh, Connor it, and uh, Josh Gordon. Yes. Yep. Josh Gordon. So, uh, very cool how you're able to trade during the draft, and it's also very cool to see the players that are getting drafted earlier or later. I mean, there were some people making great choices. They had their cheat sheets, which is good to see. Some people come unprepared. And yeah, the uh, guy that took Rodgers uh, in the second round did not have a cheat sheet and didn't have anything. So No, no, no. <laughs> you can tell by his draft. Uh, also, <laughs> I wanted to mention this. You were talking about trades on draft day. This is our third year doing it, and we literally only had that one trade, which is wild because in previous podcasts we talked about how great that was. I even if there's no trades, just the experience of in-person drafting still beats live uh, the live online drafting. Uh, this year, we really did not – we didn't have any pick-for-pick pick trades. We almost had one go down for the first round. The guy that had the first overall pick almost got the third overall pick by giving up his second and third rounds <laughs> to get the first and a tenth. It almost happened, but he backed out last second. Um, that's the first year we did not have a first-round trade. I traded out of the first round last year. And uh, the year before that, I traded with you to yeah. get to the fifth pick instead of the second pick, and didn't work out for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that trade. Let's not talk about it. But yeah, there was, and even in last year and the year before, there was multiple trades in between the third and the like eighth round for guys getting up into these rounds and getting their guys. This year, we kind of everyone stayed, and it sounded like a lot of guys came prepared and had their own strategy on where they were picking, which was good. That's yes. another good thing about getting your draft order out early, which in my league it requires everyone to pay me before the draft order goes out, which yes. is also a good idea. <laughs> it, what do you um, think, Ryan? Um, I know a lot of people I talk to, they don't get their draft order until draft day. Uh, terrible. I, yeah, a lot of my leagues that? are like that. Actually, all of them but a mine is like that. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. If you – you should know where you're picking and give you at least a couple weeks to prepare. I think if you're a seasoned fantasy player, you'll be fine no matter what, but it's still good to prepare and see what you can build. In my yeah. opinion, like what's your take on that? Well, I was telling the guy, I was like, I was saying it's good to know early because then you can use that position in a mock draft. And I mean, I, like me and Ryan, we got a hundred, we don't, we probably hit over a hundred mock drafts uh, that, just in our spot. spot. More than that. And then it makes me think also, though, I really like it because I mock draft from everywhere. I know me and Ryan mock draft from all positions also. And maybe just have it, it just adds that little extra uh, knowledge. I mean, some people come in blind no matter where they're at, even if they know it. But the people that are uh, like me and Ryan, we, we could draft from anywhere. 
and be good with it. Yeah, so, dude. I, like yesterday, my 14 man, I had the 14th pick again, and I still came out with a bomb team. So it doesn't matter where you draft. It's just about it would be nice to know and prepare for it. That's where it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. I, I like being prepared, and it's also fun too if you use the uh, you trade draft picks, then you're able to trade draft picks knowing it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing, and then also another thing is that. Uh, doing all those mock drafts at your position, you, you get a really good feel of where people are going. And then also you get a good feel of what people are going to do before the draft. I mean, Ryan almost knew the first two rounds before it even happened. But then again, it got to that, that time. I got it pretty and close. Then, and then all of a sudden they, they switched it up a little bit. Yeah, a but... couple people did switch it up a little bit. <laughs> so, Ryan, run me through uh, your team. Tell me where you picked from and uh, just give me kind of your pick-by-pick and what you were thinking at the time? What, how you built your team? Name off my my roster, and yeah, then but, kind of but, go through the draft a little bit. I would just go through the rounds. Just pick uh, who you picked that round and what you were okay, thinking. Okay, sure. So I had the, what do you know, last pick in a league. So <laughs> my first three drafts this year, I had last pick in all of them. Uh, so last pick, Odell fell to me. Odell was there, and he was my target from the get go. Uh, my next thing was I was doing plenty of mock drafts, and I told myself if Michael Thomas falls, I'm going to take Odell and Michael Thomas. And here we go. Michael Thomas fell, but last second I switched it up. I went with a bigger upside player, and I took Juju. So I, I comboed Odell and Juju at the turn. Um, I There wasn't any running backs that I wanted to take. Dalvin Cook, yeah, if he's not injury-prone, he's a first-round running back, but I just feel like he's an injury-prone type of guy. James Conner, he just – I need another year out of him. Joe Mixon, I wasn't going to take him because, like I said, he's going to get beat up over there as the only guy. So I went safe. I went Odell and Juju. And then my the next turn, 3-4 turn, this is where it got pretty crazy. I told myself <laughs> if Leonard Fournette fell or Damian Williams, I would have taken both of them. But they didn't. They went two picks before me. So all my mock drafts I've been doing, I literally got my team that I was mocking. So Stefan Diggs was there and Brandon Cooks. Now – before you guys freak out, like, why would you go four straight receivers? You got to understand this league, this main league that I'm in, we start three receivers and a flex. So I was able to fill my three receivers and my flex with Odell, Juju, Stefan Diggs, and Brandon Cooks. Which is so I feel like it was a very, very strong start to the draft. And later on, I did fill my running backs with great value. So carry on went right after my Brandon Cooks. I was debating carry on, but just recent news and how they're using them, I just felt like it wasn't the right choice. I was going to pass on him as my RB1. I just I didn't like it. Um, fifth round, 5-6 turn came, and Sonny Michelle was on the board, and I felt like it was a must. Tyler took Josh Jacobs earlier that round. It was I was debating Sonny Michelle and Josh Jacobs there. I took Josh. I, I would have taken Josh Jacobs because I feel like he's probably a little safer. Sonny Michelle, I'm going to get good value out of him early in the year. I'm probably going to look to trade him before he goes down, honestly. It's probably the move I will make. And in the sixth round, the turn, I got David Montgomery in the sixth round. I feel like that is crazy value for one. People are afraid to take him because he's a rookie, but rookie running backs win you leagues, man. And Tyler, you know that. I mean, you yes. took Josh Jacobs. I'm surprised you didn't take Montgomery over Jacobs. What? Um, can I ask why you did that? I think that I'm more intrigued by the running back for the Raiders going into this new season, and there's nobody behind him that at all scares me to him being almost a three-down back. And That's uh, really all you have to say right there. You answered that question pretty good, dude. I, <laughs> I wanted to see what you'd say if, if I could throw a curveball at you. I, I understand it. Like, Josh Jacobs has no competition. The offense in, in Oakland is going to probably be not as bad as everyone thinks. No, and, and if they're worried I just feel about like they've been hiding game. Josh Jacobs and they're going to unleash him. I truly think like that's a part of me thinks that. So I did take Jacobs in another league, and I took a I took Josh Jacobs over Carson in one of my leagues, and probably I'm going to get some fire for that. But <laughs> I did it. Um, I, all right, in this league, I, I drafted Jacobs over Carson. Also, yep, yeah, you did one pick. Yeah, Carson went right after you. Okay, and I'm guessing because you're kind of scared of that injury history. Yeah, that and I, I mean the Seattle offense. I'm I'm almost. Worried about the amount of work. I'm worried about Seattle's defense, Tyler. That's where it hurts Chris Carson because what if they're getting whooped by 14? You really think they're just going to keep pounding the rock? I don't think so. They're going to have to pass this year. 
more they than have, they did last year. So and they have pennies, um, and that's always a, yeah, later in the draft. I got pennies, so we'll talk about that when I get there. Here I got so David Montgomery around six. I feel it's great value. Michelle Montgomery with those four receivers is kind of ridiculous. Uh, the seven eight turn. This is where it gets pretty wild. I got Evan Ingram in the eighth, but in the seventh I took Penny. Uh, my choice right there was Penny or Kenyon Drake. I just feel the Miami offense. That's another thing. Seattle's offense is going to be better than Miami, even though I don't know if it's going to. It's not going to be crazy. Yeah. But uh, Miami, I just do not trust. I do not trust Miami at all. So I took Penny there, and um, part of that was the injury history with Carson. And another thing is the Mike Davis. Where did his touches go? I think, I think it goes to Penny. Uh, maybe a handful go to. So what did he get? Ten to twelve last year. Mike Davis, ten a game, eight to ten, something like that. So let's just say. 25% goes to Carson and the rest goes to Penny. So that instantly gives Penny some flex appeal every week, I feel. Uh, Evan Ingram in round eight. So I was able to go Odell, Juju, Diggs, Cooks, Montgomery, Michelle, and Evan Ingram to round out my team right there. I, I just It's a super strong team. I came out of this draft just feeling great. Baker okay. Mayfield fell to me in round nine. Yeah, let's let's finish off with your quarterback, and then it gives you the, his starting lineup. That's and then my I'll starting kinda, lineup. And uh, yeah, Baker that late to pair up with uh, Odell. I I didn't I, want to. I, I honestly wanted to just let this like right, even right now on our waiver wire, dude. There's Darnold. There's Josh Allen. There's Kirk Cousins. There's quarterbacks everywhere. I literally could have not taken a quarterback and been fine. But yeah. as I was saying before, kind of in that touchdown only league, I have the combination of Baker and Odell. I'm all in on them. I will live and die with them. Um, Baker has number one overall potential, and so does Odell at their position. Yeah, so Ryan's team, it's very strong. Uh, You look at it from the draft, and our league being that three wide receivers and going wide receiver heavy, I also had kind of the same strategy. Um, This is your first year uh, doing that, right? Wide receiver uh, heavy? Yeah, pretty much, because I went Bell last year. Uh, yeah, you went Bell, yeah, Julio, so, Gronk, so you split it up last year. The years past, you took running backs as well. So, yeah, I, I kind of took a page out of Ryan's book. I really liked the way it turned out, and I almost, when I made that trade with Antonio Brown, I wish Antonio Brown was a, a little bit more of a secure wide receiver, kind of the same one like Ryan got. And uh, then you kind of start with those three strong wide receivers. And so my draft went, I had the four pick. Um, like I have always said on this podcast at the four, I didn't trust Zeke. So I went Hopkins at four, uh, Zeke went right behind me. And, uh, I think Hopkins, I have said it on previous, uh, episodes, uh, I have Hopkins over Adams, but it's, it's not that far in between. And if Adams does better than Hopkins, that's just good for me because I'm a Packers fan. So I'll take Hopkins security. And then as it was coming around, it's a long wait when you, uh, draft early, and I, I get to me, and I was thinking, good, Mike Evans made it to me because um, I heard from the grapevine I thought someone was going to take and go wide receiver heavy early in the draft. Uh, that's kind of what Ryan told me the first two rounds were going to seem like. But Mike Evans dropped, and I picked Mike Evans up as my two. So I was sitting with Hopkins, Mike Evans, and I knew coming back around that I, I want to pause I you right there, Tyler. I want to pause you right there. So you yeah. took Mike Evans over Connor and Mixon. Can I have – Connor Mixon, Chubb, and Gurley over. So what was your thought process on that? So every mock draft I've done, I've kind of set my team up for what would happen if I took Hopkins and then I took uh, that Connor or if they fell to me like Dalvin Cook. I feel like those running backs are more suited for the third round and the way that people are taking running backs heavy lately has pushed those guys to make it seem like you need to draft them that early. And I really like... Yeah, and and when I scrolled down, I had to scroll down for Mike Evans because a lot of those guys were up there ADP wise above him. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Todd Gurley, Chubb, Connor, Mixon, they're all ranked ahead. Cook Evans. So I had to scroll down. I grabbed Mike Evans because I think he is going to be a wide receiver one, and I have him in my two spot. And that amount of running backs that are above Evans, if everybody behind me, I have four player or what, six players behind me coming around, I feel like one of them was going to fall to me. And it's exactly what happened. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, it's exactly what didn't happen. And all of them got taken, and I had to take uh, uh, Antonio Brown. And I wasn't I wasn't too concerned. I had Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, and T.Y. Hilton 
and I could have taken like Leonard Fournette or Damian Williams. This was Williams. before the Lux news, though. This is before Luck retired. He retired um, after the tenth round in our league, so Ty but, Hilton was taken in the mid third here. Yeah, but we still have to be worried because he had that calf issue. Yep. So that I think that's why Ty was falling. And then Keenan Allen with his injury, I feel like Antonio Brown was the only third wide receiver I could take out of that group without reaching for the Brandon Cooks or for reaching for Robert Woods or Edelman, anyone from that. So I, I took Antonio Stephon Brown Diggs is in there too. Yeah, Don't Stephon hate. Diggs. Because <laughs> Diggs and Cooks fell to me, and I gladly took them. Uh, I know, and and I like I said, I had the same strategy as you, and I'm like, okay, Antonio Brown is my three. I have three stud wide receivers. Um, I'm looking into round four. It takes a while to get back to me. And I took Robert Woods. Robert Woods was still there in the fourth. I thought that was great value. You're talking about either Robert Woods or Cooks being that number one on their team. They could go either. It could go either way, depending mm-hmm. on Woods is more of the safer. I know Ryan was telling me too. Amari Cooper dropped that far. And Cooper's yep, injured right now. Yep. I mean, Galladay was there. And we were kind of going over my strategy. <coughs> my strategy and uh, who I wanted. And I wanted that fourth wide receiver, similar to what Ryan was doing. And the way my team looked, I had a little bit of risk. So I went Robert Woods. He's safer. Safe is a flex play. That's insane. Robert Woods in a flex. (laughs) That's sick. And and it looks great. And I was looking at my team. I'm like, okay, now it's perfect time to go for those uh, young running backs. That's Sony Michelle. So it get, it gets back around to me and I'm looking at my team and that's where that time comes in the fifth when, uh, Josh Jacobs was sitting there and I knew in my head, I'm like, I see Josh Jacobs. There's Chris Carson. There's Sony Michelle and David Montgomery. And really my decision was between Josh Jacobs and Sony Michelle, because I have them listed pretty close to each other. I have Sony Michelle over Josh Jacobs in my rankings and I just couldn't pull the trigger. I, I was taking the risk that maybe Ryan doesn't take Sony Michelle, but I thought he probably will. And Josh Jacobs was the next uh, safest for me for the upside. So I take Josh Jacobs. It comes back around. Of course, Ryan takes Sony Michelle and David <laughs> Montgomery. So as that comes around to me in the sixth round, I'm looking at the wide receivers and that's right at that this point. This is where you pulled the trigger on the trade, right? <laughs> yep. That's what I was going to say. I, it's getting around to me in the sixth. And I look over at the guy that drafted Chubb and he was, he was hating his team because he, I think he went running back heavy. No, it's he because like, Marlon Mack fell to him in the fourth. And he's like, damn it. This is why I, didn't want to take Chubb. I should have taken a receiver and right. taken Mac right here. And then he's like, then you mentioned it. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And he straight up traded Brown for Chubb. I mean, it was a two spot difference, but they both got who they wanted. Yeah. And in a tier list, so then that, that switches my third round pick from Antonio Brown to Nick Chubb. So it drops me to three wide receivers. And I look at a very good upside receiver in Calvin Ridley sitting there. And I, I haven't talked up Calvin Ridley. This is Ridley. the late sixth round you got, Ridley. That's yeah, that's not bad. And I mean, <laughs> not bad at all. The only way I can justify that, I, I have uh, uh, Julio Jones. Uh, I think is my third wide receiver, and I, I have a feeling he's going to have a great season. But let's just say, if for some reason he does have that kind of small setback like he does every year, and Calvin Ridley takes that step forward, I think Calvin Ridley could be a great. And he's in my flex, and he's huge upside. So. 11 out of 12 games in the dome. You can't go wrong with Ridley crossing across the middle and uh, could be possibly wide open running down the house. So he showed it before. So that gives me a team. Um, let me just finish out who I had here. I um, My first bench position was uh, Miles Sanders. And I'm not going to get too far into the bench. So I picked up late in the draft, Lamar Jackson. Um, I kind of made a mistake here. I should have went... Uh, Jared Goff, he was the guy that was it was between him and Lamar Miller and not no or just for having a lapse of judgment in my mind, I six point touchdown, I should have went uh Goff. But I picked up Lamar Jackson. I'll see if maybe I can uh like Ryan said, there's a ton of quarterbacks on the um list. Maybe I don't, I don't think the mistake is gonna hurt you. Like honestly, you're you're gonna be fine either way with that. Just because of the quarterbacks on the on the market right now, you'll be fine. Yeah, and then I did also the late round tight end, and I went Mark Andrews, and he kind of pairs up with my uh, Lamar Jackson. So if Lamar Jackson's going to throw any touchdowns, I think it's going to be to Mark Andrews. Man, that same round, Tyler, 14, where you took Lamar over Goff. The first pick of that round, I took Kyler Murray over Goff. Um, 
is a backup quarterback, so I kind of I'm just hoping for that upside on Murray type thing. I think that's what I went with there because as I'm looking at this round, as you're talking about it, I'm like, damn, maybe I should have took golf over Murray. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the safe bet, but I already have Baker, so it's like maybe. And trade value of quarterbacks in this league are not that much, so it's not a huge deal. But if Kyler Murray somehow, some way, turns into 75% of Patty Mahomes did last year, obviously I'll have some trade value. Yeah, and, and I should have been looking at my rankings a little bit closer. I think when it came up, in, in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. I'm just going to take Lamar Jackson. And I didn't even, for some reason, Jared Goff just does not it's look like a probably because you were pick. thinking you were getting Mark Andrews in the next round. You had to have been thinking like that combo. It, it had to have crossed your mind. It had to. Yeah, I've, I already had Mark Andrews uh, queued in for my tight end. And yep. He's also not a sexy pick, so I mean, my team. I like it. It's a safe pick, though. He has some touchdown outside, and I think he's going to be the guy to move the chains on third and five. It will, and we'll keep an eye out. I mean, if you think about it, you can also use tight end as a streamer, or I could trade with someone who blows up on my bench, and maybe I'll use that as the trade bait I need to get a better tight end. That's another thing, TJ. You look, Tyler. You looked at the freaking uh, <laughs> the tight ends on the market right now. Uh, you got I was guys gonna... that are out there. Quarterback and tight end is where you took super late that you could easily help. Austin Hooper is a free agent in our league. Uh, oh Trey Burton, Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed, Chris Herndon would be good when he comes back. Uh, th- like there's guys out there. There's definitely guys out there that you can that you could use. Yeah. So, so see I'll that take a look shows. at that. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you'll be fine at tight end and quarterback, and you waited till the very end of the draft, and yeah, it worked I out. I think it was well like second it. or third last pick. So my team looks like this. I got quarterback Lamar Jackson. My wide receiver core is uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, and Robert Woods. My running backs, now that I made a trade in the season already, I have James Conner and Josh Jacobs. My tight end is Mark Andrews. And uh, my flex is Calvin Ridley right now. So uh, very strong team. I have Dallas's defense. Uh, For some reason, someone took New England from me, but I'm I'm okay with – Dallas has a great week one matchup against the Giants. They have like the first handful of games are good matchups. Yeah, they go uh they go Giants, Washington that uh just named Keenum as their starting quarterback, Miami, and then they go at New Orleans. So maybe right around week four I'll be switching out Dallas for yep. somebody else. And then I got uh, a <laughs> Jason Myers as my uh yeah, you took kicker. My kicker. I, don't I have picked him up. Either. So I made a trade that was a two, uh, three for two, opened up a spot on my bench, and I picked up my kicker, which – My kicker, uh, damn it. Yeah, yeah, maybe uh, – <laughs> I'll send him, I'll send you a nice trade, Ryan. Don't send me worry. a trade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's yours. You can have him. He's your kicker. All right, well, let's let's jump into – unless there was anything else you wanted to touch on in the draft, um, I'm going to jump into a couple questions. Oh, we're good. Yeah, let's hit some questions. Okay, so just kind of on the prompt uh, – or uh, impromptu, impromptu questions, questions here. All right, so, I didn't know uh, we are doing questions. Let's do it. No, and, and we can make it quick because we're reaching that uh, hour mark here pretty soon. We got pick five. You have pick five, Ryan, in a PPR. Uh, sure. The draft is happening tonight. He said an hour. He posted this an hour ago. He said torn between who to take. Assuming first four go Saquon, CMC, Kamara, and Zeke. <laughs> we answered the same question. I didn't even realize it. We answered the same question last week. And if someone takes all all five, four of those. It's easy. I mean, for you, it's either Adams. You're Hopkins. I'm Adams. Flip-flop them. Doesn't matter. All day. Do it. Done. End of story. Next question. Yes. Take. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Next question. I mean, I took Hopkins in the four. I, take yep. Hopkins. Take Over Adams. Yep. And then just walk it out like we did in our draft. Listen to exactly how our drafts went and build your team that way. I mean, look look at the running backs we have with this three wide receiver core. It's insane. A lot of my stuff I do say, I think about our 10-man league and our three receivers with a flex. So bear with me on bear with me on that. If you have the the leagues, I think every league should do three receivers, though. That's the thing. Two receivers, two running backs. Of course, you kind of want to go running back, receiver, receiver, running back, and then I would go two more receivers at that yeah. point. But well, it all matters me, your team size as well. And let me say it this way. Okay, so we have a three wide receiver league and then two running back. If you have a two wide receiver league and a two running back, and me and Ryan are going four straight wide receivers, that just gives you an open round to switch out take, like that wide take receiver. Take a running back, yeah. For a running back or a tight end. If you want to reach at a tight end on your fourth pick and then go with those two running backs, it's going to it's gonna end up the same way. RB0, baby. It works. So, so it almost saves you a, a pick at wide receiver where me and Ryan are almost forced to take that wide receiver just to fill out our flex. So... 
Another reason why I just want to break down RB0 a little bit. Another reason why it works so well, especially if you're mid to late, is because it's literally stamped on everyone's forehead. Get running backs. Everyone needs running backs. You need them. You need them. So everyone's reaching on like Joe Mixon and shit like that. Like, I just don't think Joe Mixon's going to re- represent even second round value this year. No. And I no. know, Tyler, you were onto that early in these podcasts, and I kind of disagree with you a little bit. But I'll admit, you were right on that. I, I'm with you now. Uh, he's going to start off solid. He's going to have some nice games, obviously, because the volume's there. But he's going to get worn out, worn down very fast. He's going to be the only option. He's going to be keyed in on, and it's not going to be pretty. I just, I don't, I don't want anyone like that. I'd rather take these receivers that are going to that are going to get 150 or more targets. Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And while everyone's loaded. going running backs, you zig. Well, they zag or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? And you get these the value at receiver, and you end up with these three or four just stacked receivers. And then late, when everyone else is taking mid-round receivers, guess what? You got the running backs of your choosing. And, I mean, I look at our – And I look at mine and Ryan's teams and their projections. And, I mean, look at Ryan's wide receivers where he has – Okay, so targets to these wide receivers – it goes 160, 150, 130, and mine go 160, 130, 130. We want yep. the targets. You you start drafting guys like let's say some targets people have like very, Christian Kirk in their in their starting lineup. He's only projected for 66 targets, but people are really talking Christian Kirk up, and you so think he's that a that's going to two on some teams because he's talked up so much. Exactly. I mean, even Brandon Cooks is at about 120, and he's in his flex. We're trying to get those high target. Uh, wide receivers because you can find the rushing or receiving w- running backs that are going to give you value. It's hard, and I'm, I'm honestly switching from people saying it's hard to find running backs. It's hard to find wide receivers later in the draft. A lot of people like to talk it up like, oh, man, I'm finding such value as wide receivers. My whole bench is value running backs. That's that's how crazy it is, and I go and get my stud wide receivers early that I know are going to produce because I don't want to be stuck with a, uh, um, I don't even, I'm trying to think of like a, off the top of my head who I wouldn't want to be stuck with. I mean, Godwin's a good one because I think he's going to get like those Godwin. targets. Uh, let's nice. talk about like uh, Curtis Samuel. D.D. Westbrook's be... nice too, man. Curtis Samuel's still, uh, yeah, dude, he's up in the air. And people are drafting this guy as like their wide receiver too. Uh, you can't trust that. You can't. Yeah, I mean, even he like. He can be very good for sure, but he's not a guarantee at all. At all. And even like I was talking about Christian Kirk, like I'm just kind of bouncing around to people's uh, uh, teams around here. I mean, people are drafting uh, Valdez, Scantley as in their uh, top like wide receivers. Seven, dude. He's yeah. a 70 um, target guy. I mean, you want to you want somebody who's 120 plus targets as your starter for a wide receiver, and then you want to keep those 70 target guys there, maybe as if the one goes down and they gain a little bit of more uh, targets, but. I'd rather have a high target wide receiver and then pair him with a later running back that can still produce with the rushing and receiving. So I got a question for you, Tyler. So obviously, so you gotta, you gotta think about this though. I'm going to have Odell Juju Diggs, and cooks. So they're basically going to be starting all year. That means I have to worry about two running backs. So I have Sonny Michelle and David Montgomery, pretty solid, right or wrong. First question. Yeah, that's the exact Pretty solid for, for how I started with that. Now my bench, I have Rashad Penny, Matt Breida, Darwin Thompson, Justice Hill. Now, obviously, Justice Hill and Darwin Thompson, they're dart throws. Matt Breida is going to be solid, and Penny should be solid, so I have backup there. Now, Darwin Thompson, what if he takes that job? Now I have an RB1, and, and Justice Hill as well. Mark Ingram is not that special, so like I have bench depth as well. Yeah, I mean, how do you? What do you feel about my bench depth? Are you seeing it the same way I am, or are you kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I want that? Well, let's do it the same way I had it. So if I didn't have James Conner and I went uh, Hopkins, Evans, Woods, and then I had uh, uh, Antonio Brown, yeah, and then my bench right now would have been Miles Sanders, Latavius Murray, Daryl Henderson, Jalen Samuels, Damian Harris, and I had uh, Justin Jackson. That's six running backs. Pretty that, solid, man. If you would have kept, even if you kept that and didn't trade it, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what, man. That, plus, where you took I, Calvin Ridley, you probably wouldn't want you would have went in a different direction. Yeah, I might have even so picked up know. another running back there. Yeah. So, and then I'm looking at the wide receivers I have on my bench. I mean, obviously, I took Geronimo Allison 
and uh, I picked up Josh Gordon from the trade. But I'm not holding on to these two guys thinking that they're going to be ones. I'm actually just holding on to these guys so that when they go off for a game that's 16-plus or they do it twice in a row, people are going to feed into that, and I'm going to use them as trade bait. The running backs are there just for that injury if something happens. The wide receivers are there just for those boom couple of boom games. If they don't, I mean, they're going to be on the waiver wire sooner than later, and I'm going to pick up just another running back and sit with those. Yeah, man. I, I'm just looking here. I went four straight receivers, and I didn't take another receiver till the 10th round where Christian Kirk fell, which I think is pretty good value. That's my only receiver I have on my bench. See, that's just, that's crazy when you look back at it and you kind of analyze what happened. Yeah, seriously, we went four wide receivers, and then we just loaded our bench with running backs, and you're getting those great running backs late, like Josh Jacobs and uh, like a Latavius Murray, and just sitting on them. So let's get to our next question. We kind of veered off the path of no return. Um, it was just backing up RB0, which I want to spread around a little bit. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. It, get, get some more people on the board. Right way. That's you're going to love your team by the time you're done drafting. I Give it a shot. That's all we ask. Just give it a I shot. guarantee it. Okay, so next one. Give it a shot. <laughs> there you go. Start with that. G- give me give me your, um, your quick answer, and we'll move on to the next one. Would you trade sure. away Tyreek Hill for Antonio Brown? Mm, no. <laughs> all right, good. Okay. Um, would you trade T.Y. Hilton and Latavius Murray for Tyreek Hill? If it were offered to you today and you had T.Y. Hilton and Latavius Murray, would you take Tyreek Hill? Yes. Yes, 100%. Tyreek Hill. All day. All day, baby. Both times. Give me Tyreek Hill. And uh, you're talking about Tyreek Hill. It's going early second, and you're trading away. T.Y. Hilton's going to be falling into the late third, and Latavius Murray's a six. So I think I would still him. do it even I think if luck was there. I still think I would do that trade because I think Latavius so, Murray yeah. is pretty replaceable. And, and he's not that high name nope. that is uh, – He's not going to so, be that spectacular. He'll be the guy that he could be maybe filling as an RB2 flex player. Okay. Uh, you only get to pick one of these three running backs, Ryan. I'm going to read them to you starting today. Which one are you taking? We have Tevin Coleman, Darwin Thompson – and Darrell Henderson. Tev. Tevin Coleman. Not You're taking high the starter? Him. I mean, I would love to go with Darwin because he's better than Tevin Coleman, and if he gets that job, definitely. Uh, but if I'm picking in a draft right now and those three are on the board, I'll take Tevin. You you cannot stray away from Tevin Coleman because he's got guaranteed touches. Opportunity, yeah. Yes, guaranteed opportunity. Uh, you're taking dart throws with Darwin Thompson and Daryl Henderson. Even though they've both been talked up a lot, Tevin Coleman is a great running back who is going to get a lot of receiving and rushing. And uh, you have to take Tevin Coleman. My, my lineup right here would be Tevin Coleman, Darwin Thompson, Darrell Henderson, just how Same. it's uh, laid out. Yep. Same. But, okay, that'll do it. I just wanted to hit a quick couple quick questions. I want to reach out to these guys on Sleeper. Um, let them know that we are out here answering questions. Make sure you're listening in. Uh, we had another great episode today. Just talking about our draft that happened Saturday. Ryan's already install for uh 10 drafts and uh 10 leagues absolutely insane the man is a machine and (laughs) dude i love this stuff i really (laughs) do it's a passion and it's all over the place and people are dropping like flies in the nfl and it's just making other names pop up i mean anyone that drafted duke john nobody even drafted duke johnson in drafts people are on the waiver wire already picking him up guaranteed they're spending fab money that you wouldn't believe for duke johnson so just every day something could happen, so keep your ears out. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Go down, make sure you comment, rate, and subscribe. Uh, go to our YouTube and subscribe. I'm going to post this on YouTube. Every podcast goes up there. And then also, if you could go on whatever platform you're listening to us, and then just hit the stars. Uh, let us know that you're listening. Um, it really helps. Uh, right now we are kind of just here talking to ourselves, wanting to reach out to the public and oh, let yeah, them know. Couple, just so. thinking of that right there. Let me just piggyback off that right there. So, Tyler, if you could, in the YouTube comments, post our teams. I just want to – maybe we can get some interaction there. And uh, you guys, if you're listening, go on there and just – whose team is better? Yeah. And what you maybe would have done different. Yeah, I could I could try to take a screenshot or I'll just copy-paste our teams down there. Um or even if we have the draft board still, I'll uh, I'll post that picture and you can take a look at yeah, the draft board. Yeah, that'd be nice. Board. Put a draft board in there. Just check it out. And, and then uh, in the comments. The zero strategy and or if what you would have done different and then maybe just give a rank on the team. Yeah, let us know who you think did best in the comments. It could even be someone that's not us. But uh, 
Appreciate everything. Appreciate everyone listening. And we will have another uh, podcast coming up later this week. Uh, we're going to try to continue doing two a week. And then also on uh, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday morning, we're going to get on uh, live. Not this not this Sunday, but uh, as soon as the season starts, uh, we're going to go on Twitch and we are going to stream our conversation, answering questions. I know we're going to get some people that we know uh, in the chat that want to have a good uh, answer to who they start. Yeah, they're week already, one. yeah, I was just talking to a few guys today. They're uh, they already said they can't wait till we do it, and so we can <laughs> answer their answer the questions on there live. And I think so, it'd be pretty fun, just some interaction. Unfortunately, we're helping out our own league, but we want to help out everyone. So we That's appreciate right, you listening, man. and uh, hope you have a great week. I know it's Monday now, so it just started, but hopefully it flies by and football's here before we know it. So have a great day.